Hey guys, Rohan here. There's something I noticed about entrepreneurship podcasts. I'm just not finding them to be super practical. I mean, interviews with successful founders, stories about raising massive venture capital, getting celebrity shout-outs, it's interesting and all, but as founders of bootstrap brands, we're in a different place. We need advice that we can apply right now to move to that next step. That's what we're all about here on the Bootstrap Branding Podcast. We'll have laid back informal conversations with founders who have just done what you need to do. Build your product, find your first customers, and all the other early stage stuff that frankly makes or breaks you. Remember, you can catch up with all of this at bootstrapbranding.com. All right, let's get started. Our first episode is with Greg Frontiero of New Wave. First, a couple of things. The audio gets a little choppy at points, but it definitely doesn't take away from the quality of the discussion. And Greg and I use a little off-color language here and there. So, fair warning. Okay, here we go. Thanks for joining. Can you um, can you give us uh, a short intro on you, your background, who you are, and, and how you came to start a, start a coffee brand? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Greg Frontiero. I am the CEO and founder of New Wave. Um, we are a biohacking company disguised as a coffee company. Um, Our product is called Flow State Coffee. Um, It's sort of meant to be an anxiety-free, creative-focused coffee. It's coffee with L-theanine, raw cacao in it. Um, The whole idea is to give you better energy, focus, and mood than your standard cup. Uh, We have very ambitious 10 years goals that will probably put us closer to like a bulletproof than, um, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts. And so, uh, yeah, in the past, I, I've worked for Twitter, uh, Stack Overflow, Yax, Tech Sales, um, and I am a professional wrestler on the side. So I have a very weird, cool life. That, that is that, that is awesome. That's that's definitely an interesting mix. So you you mentioned it, but New Wave is not it's not about coffee, right? Like coffee's the entry, coffee's the first product, but this coffee's pretty special. It's not like your typical craft coffee brand. Um, can, can you take us through what's special about it? Yeah. So like I said, um, the, so, okay. Like coffee is awesome, right? It does the job. It's the original nootropic. Um, you, you, you know, you, you, you tend to use it when you want to kind of wake up and focus and get some work done. Um, but that being said, there's kind of problems with it. So when you drink too much coffee, um, you get these like buzzwords like jitters and, and, you know, you get tolerance and, and things like that based on it. Um, there's some reasons why that happens. And so these two ingredients that we put in L-theanine, raw cacao, are meant to mitigate those reasons. Um, L-theanine is a green tea amino acid. And what it does is it calms you down, but it does not sedate you, which is important, right? You could take some NyQuil to chill out with your coffee, but you'd get pretty tired pretty fast. If you take L-theanine, it activates alpha waves in your brain. And so these are the brain waves that are going on when you're meditating or in the shower or right before bed. So, you know, all your kind of creativity comes from those moments. It's the level of brain spectrum waves where you are like awake and you are doing stuff with your brain. Like you're not in a coma, but you're not being like attacked by a bear and stressed out and like, you know, you right. know a million different projects. And the unfortunate about today is most of us spend our time closer to being attacked by a bear than we are in a coma. And so the coffee, while still giving you the, the caffeine head high, is going to hit you a little bit more chilled and it gives you a better focus. L-theanine is better for task switching. Um, it, it's honestly like the OG nootropic, which we can talk about, but um, it's what really got me excited. Now, the raw cacao is essentially just an all-natural mood booster. Raw cacao activates dopamine, serotonin, and a chemical in your brain called phenylethamine. 
which is the same chemical that goes on in your brain when you fall in love, which I always thought was really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Isn't that awesome? That and cool. so the other, the other thing that it does is um, when you drink a lot of coffee, your, your blood vessels will constrict over time. This is why you get like kind of the, the tolerance to it. Um, raw cacao actually makes your blood vessels more elastic. And so it increases blood flow to your brain. And so that's like, kind of like my way of, I was making this coffee for years and years and finally just kind of came out and was like, I need to make this cause I'm tired of making a kitchen. Right. So that, that's my next question for you. I want to talk about that. Like I want, I want to talk about sourcing and development because like you said, this is new wave is it's not just about coffee. Coffee's step one, but it's about yep. something bigger. Right. <clears throat> and how did you, it's, it sounds like you had this approach to coffee was something you were doing on your own for a bit, but then you needed to, you needed to probably get in touch with sourcing and development, all that kind of stuff. And if it was, if you were starting like a, a coffee company, there's probably no shortage of co-packers or roasters out there who are going to help you white label, like a really high quality coffee. That's probably not too hard to find, but, but this is different. Like how did you go about finding the type of company that would co-pack or produce something this special? Yeah. So, um, the, the thing I can tell everyone about this, this is definitely the hardest part of starting a product, especially when you have like a very unique one-off product, right? And to your point, like, even if I wanted to do like coffee with CBD, there's no short, or like a mu another mushroom coffee. It was right. very easy to call up a big manufacturer. You pay a lot of money, you get a, a low, a, a big run and then you go with it. Um, we didn't have any money. Um, we were really lucky to sell out with pre-orders, which I can tell the story of, of, of later. But um, the answer is honestly, man, like I made a shit ton of phone calls. Yeah. I called every single packer and I got rejected 99 times, you know, and that one call, um, it, it happened to actually be to a local coffee roaster and it was at the zero hour. So we already raised money or not raised money. We raised no money. We already like sold out our pre-orders and had the money to cover a run. And a week before I pulled the trigger on our initial order with this company that I didn't really like too much. Um, one of the, the local coffee roasters I reached out to, and we just had a, a really nice chat. And so we got really lucky in that this, this roaster was willing to provide their coffee and mix our, our ingredients. They've done it at scale for a few other companies. So there's no issue there. And we just got insanely lucky, but I also think I put in a lot of work. I, I for weeks, weeks, I yeah. called every single day. It was my full-time job. Probably manufacturers get, you know, getting rejected, not being big enough, being too expensive, low minimums. You have to do it. There's no way around it. And it's the one thing I would tell like most people who want to start a product is there's just no one's going to come along and save you. It's never be a perfect thing. You do have to like full-time job, cold call these people and find it and you'll find one. And I think that's what I've noticed in a lot of stories is that that same exact thing. Um, and, you know, I've been through it and it's probably pretty common, but it's also probably where a lot of people think the universe is telling them not to do it. But yeah, it's easy to misinterpret the signal that way. The universe is not telling you don't do this. Like that's part of the struggle. Like that's part of the grind. Right. Dude, I'm so said that because you know, it's important for people to know listening to this podcast that I was definitely like a entrepreneur with this idea for five years. And like, I had this idea going back to 2017 and every now and then I would get fed up with my job. I'd cold email, maybe like one manufacturer, they would say no. And then I would just be like, Oh, it's not meant to be. And like, I would delay right. it for you. And, and it only took me really five weeks of um, trying to get this company from zero to one. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Like sourcing for a, real, a small upstart brand when you don't have a lot of cash and you don't have a lot of connections and you're comparatively a small fish is a huge struggle point. I think that um, what 
what people what you have to keep in mind is that it's the market that's going to tell you if you should do this product not the production side of things right and it's like yeah. but it's so easy to interpret that as a signal it's like no that's not a signal the market the customer is who you got to pay attention to on should you do this should you not do this um, yeah you know funny man like i agree with you i do i think that like so where i was in my life i just I got furloughed from my job and I knew it was going to turn into a layoff. And I just, I wasn't getting along politically with people at my company and it was just going to happen. And so I was really stressed out about that. Simultaneously, I'd taken this really amazing writing course that I recommend on every one of the podcasts I'm on called Rite of Passage. And it has a really cool community of people in there that are um, talking about like your personal monopoly. And so I would sort of start talking Hmm. about this little dream I had of new wave and they really encouraged me to kind of do it. And so had I, had I just maybe, I don't know. I really don't know. Had I just launched, this is what we're doing for pre-orders. Even if people like really, really didn't hundred percent overwhelmingly come out and pre-order and cover our whole first run, I think I still would have done it Yeah, because that I believed enough in the product for me. So product mm-hmm. founder, and I, I know I liked it. And literally I, I dude, true story. Like when I bought it, I told my, my fiance, I was like, Hey, look, if this doesn't work, at least I have the coffee I love for like a year at a, at a reduced and like it's like, we'll save money. And you know, whether that or not that flew or not uh, is another conversation for another time. But right. the, like I said, like I, I kind of latched onto David Perel's rite of passage yeah. network audience there. And I launched through them and, and really was fortunate. I mean, all my friends and family came out and supported too, but, but um, yeah, to your point, I think it's very easy now if you're thinking about going to zero one, and it's very hard to do because it's there's fear involved. But it's mm-hmm. very easy to do a simple landing page with a pre-order thing and and email. Like my took my Gmail and I scraped my list of everyone I've ever emailed in my life personally, however long that's been around, like decades. And I said, "Hi, if you're receiving this email, um, you're a close personal friend of mine, or we or, or we've at least exchanged one email in the past thirty years. Um, I'm launching this company." It would mean a lot to me if you want to support it, or at the very least, could you please share it? And then boom, like sold out. It, we, we launched to a, to a five figure, um, you know, launch, which is, that's awesome. Yeah. I would have never, but I will say that like, I was mentally going to do it no matter what. Yeah. So I was ready. It's great. So you are like, it's, it's starting to pick up traction, right? Like, can you talk about how you're marketing? What's working? Have you tried anything that didn't work? Like, yeah. um okay so our marketing is essentially just my newsletter and this is um um, a weekly newsletter that goes out wednesdays from new wave you can just go to newwave.co and sign up for it it's very different so our newsletter is not like a d2c brand newsletter which is like a giant image with some like discount codes and like you know happy saint patrick's day here's 10 percent off using code irish or whatever it's like it's a personal blog and what people I think either like about it or don't like about it. It's riddled with grammatic problems and typos and just ramblings of like how I talk to you right now, but it's deeply personal. And so I'll talk all the time. Like, Hey, we tried this and it failed. And we tried. Hmm. So, so when you talk about things that failed, um, I try to tweet some high profile accounts. Like I try to tweet like Jack butcher saying, okay. you know, you, you did a tweet on like, you know, I want to take your course. And if 10 people buy like our coffee today with this thing, I'll buy your course. And I was like, this is definitely going to work. And it, like, he didn't respond and nobody bought. So there's yeah. like a million. Like, I, and again, I've been in sales for 10 years. So like most days I'm comfortable with like nine out of 10 things I do are not going to work. You right. only need the work. 
But our marketing is just my newsletter that goes out and people sharing it and organically just making friends with people on Twitter. Like I am, yeah. am very grassroots. Now we started running ads and cause I used to, to, that's what I did at Twitter. I used to, to do ads for Twitter. So right. I started doing ads on Twitter. We're talking like, you know, a hundred bucks a day just to, to test some stuff out. And it went sure. really, uh, it was oh. crazy. Like I did the tweet for me. So it's not from new waves account. It's from Greg saying, Hey, I started this coffee mm. company the point of it um my dms are always open you know check it out or whatever and it's very much like a tweet you'd see in your timeline it, you can tell it's sponsored because it says but it's just from me and so the crazy thing that happened was like not again like 70 percent of the people that saw this tweet interacted with it bought it like having the conversations has been really awesome people just talking to me on the tweet on the ad and then me responding and like it's been just great and then there are like three out of ten assholes that are just fucking <laughs> brutally brutally mean that are like this is fucking stupid why would you do this this is the dumbest shit ever and i'll respond to those too like yeah one or two or a i'll be like hey you know this is actually kind of hurtful like wh- why would you say this or like you know what's what's up like why, why look what's wrong with this and then uh, a couple of those have turned into customers like people have been like okay cool and then one really famous one was this guy had like two hundred and fifty thousand followers and yeah really ripped yeah and going on it back and forth. And I was just like, dude, this kind of bums me out. Like that you would think that cause you're obviously like legitimate. You're not like a troll account. Right. And like what's happening here. And then he gave me like some really good feedback that I needed. Right. Mm-hmm. He gave us great feedback websites and, you know, you should probably get some stuff FDA approved, probably do some third party testing. Now this was all stuff we were obviously going to do anyway, but just the mm-hmm. fact that like cool enough to do that. I just like that there was a debate on Twitter that didn't end in like blockage or someone saying, fuck you. You know, it's just like a, a good talk. And so that I like too. It's been, and then honestly, <laughs> he doesn't know this, but him doing that resulted in us getting tons of sales. We got so many messages from people being like, that guy's an asshole. Like I'm buying this just because like you're an entrepreneur and you're trying really yeah. hard. And so like, even that, like, it's good, man, to get the haters and it's good when stuff doesn't work. You just learn stuff. And, uh, it's just part of it. If you don't like that, you're not going to like running a business. It's just, I I'm in love with that. Like I like when yeah, I just try, it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that's just like you only got to be right once man it's the doctor strange from endgame when he does like the one yeah <laughs> one well, or- I, I wanted to, i wanted to talk about that because i saw that i saw that tweet um and mm-hmm. honestly i thought his opening volley was pretty assholey like it was pretty unnecessary even like even if he doesn't like what's going on like w- yeah. why go about it that way but you handled it with like such grace and patience whereas like in my head i was like yo if somebody did that to me i'm going ring the doorbell and asking me to meet meet in the parking lot at three but like <laughs> probably because like, i fight for like but, but you handled it with an incredible amount of sophistication and grace and you turned it into something really positive nah man you know what it is it's like i i get it i get it right you see if you catch someone on the wrong day we have no idea what's going on in that guy's life maybe it's just like true the wrong moment and he was just like there's this there's this beautiful mental model i love that i wrote an article about called hanlon's razor and hanlon's razor is never attribute malice to what is most likely ignorance which is true of all interactions mm. online that's important but yeah guy's not trying to probably fucking if he knew me and he and once he got to know me he was like look you seem like a good guy and we kind of hashed yeah. it out and then I'm going to get that guy to buy that coffee. I swear to God in the next like 10 years, I'll get him. But uh, yeah, like, like he didn't, he, he, you don't know what's going on in that guy's life. So it's, and also like, you know, as a brand, if I come at that guy, like, fuck you, bro. It's like, (laughs) you don't win those arguments. You see this all the time on Reddit and Twitter, people doing this and they just like sink their own battleship. So 
It's yeah. like one, try to kill him with kindness. And then two, like, why does this make this person feel that way? Is there something valid in what he's saying that I can learn from? And there was, there's some points that like, we're going to go do those things now. And he's not wrong. And so it's just part of it. One, like you do, you do a business, you're going to get the haters to your point. Like the one thing that always got me, it's like, I'm so busy. And I'm like, I have like a, a one, one hundredth of his followers. And, and like, I'm overwhelmed with responding to people and talking all the time. Yeah. It's, this makes me like, like how did that how you have the time? <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and he was a business owner too. He ran his own thing. And so it's like, yeah. man, just as a respectful, like I would never trash anyone who's running a company. Just there are so many times I'll, I'll delete tweets where I'll write something. It's kind of snarky because I'm just that kind of guy. And then I'll yeah. pause now that I've launched my own company. I'm like, wait, like, you know, like, wait, this, this, you don't know the whole story here. And so I think if more people were like that online, it would be a cooler place. And that's the cool thing about that ad. I really like we're trying to make that happen. Right. Yeah, it's we're trying to, 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 I don't know, just try to like be be good on the internet is a good mission. The Handlons Razor is a good mission on Twitter. Just try to be like cool on on the internet. Yeah, yeah, and like it's important for your brand too, right? Because this isn't bro science. Eltheanine, this is this is well documented. This you're not making this up. This is not this is not some weird claim that is is like is junk investigation or anything like that this is pretty well-documented stuff. So, yeah. and these ingredients are readily available in other supplements. It's, it's not right. So, but this is important for the brand because of how you said this brand is positioned. Coffee is just the entree that this is, this is about something bigger. So maybe ingredients similar to L-theanine or things that are, you know, nootropics are going to be a big part of things for you. And like, yeah. do you foresee that there's going to be some hate like you're because maybe culture and like the ease of just kind of sourcing a supplement from overseas and throwing some Instagram ads up and like people are thinking initially that's what's going on here. And they, they don't know that. No, this is, this is way more intentional. There's way more. Yeah. This. Yeah. I think that's part of my job is to tell that story. Right. Um, one thing I'll correct you on too, is that we're actually an American company. All of our stuff comes from America. Uh, the one thing that, so technically all the ingredients come from other countries but it's this um like the coffee comes from nicaragua but um it's via upstate new york through someone who has a relationship with their family in nicaragua so it's like their families no i meant that like instagram is littered with brands that are just sort of cheap something super over and then like it's i've got to do is stand out from that by saying like no we're legit like there's a lot that goes into this yeah and like why i wasn't so mad at that guy because right there are there are a lot of snake oil people out there and they're, right. they're not, I know, like, I think, um, and sorry, like, I think your, your, your question was sort of around like the 10 year mission and, and yeah, like, because it, one of, one of the challenges might be, I don't know for certain, right. One of the challenges might be to basically separate yourself from the things that are junk science and junk promises, because yeah. they're going to try, those brands are going to try to categorically align with you. Like, mm-hmm. but you're approaching it much differently with time-tested things that are provable. And it's probably going to be something that you proactively think about, right? That won't be the first hater. I mean, that wasn't the first hater, certainly won't be the last who comes no, out. I hope, not. I hope they get more and more because that means we're, we're doing better and better. But like, right. I think that um, to your point, like I think about this a lot. Uh, there's some stuff that I could like definitely make like a Modafinil milkshake, like off like the next product and just like, you know, really go to town. But 
there's enough of those companies. And I think um, it's funny, like when I think of like bro sciencey stuff, I, I'm very self-aware of how I come off online and I'm very blue yeah. collar, very like casual. And so it's okay. Like I'm, I'm all right to be like closer to like the, you know, somewhere between a, a, a nootropics depot and like a, uh, an on it or something, you know, it's, it's okay. Right live in the middle um i think how we really get around that you answered it in your question which is like we really pick the safe bets the things that are like very well documented mm -hmm. the things that know that you know for example i'll give you a good one like when we were putting flow state coffee together i was this close to putting alpha gpc in it and because uh uh it was at the time like kind of how i got my choline source and so like i was like this is kind of important it definitely makes us a little bit more nootropic -y than friendly it's like less four sigmatic -y and more uh you know sciencey and at the end, I was just like, you know, I really want to not have any question marks in this product. Like L-theanine's a little bit one, but to your point, it, it goes back from, to the 1960s with being researched. So I was safe with L-theanine and I knew there was no real risks with it. And so I wanted to make sure that our products are like explainable. Like I should be able to explain every single product. Yeah. Now, as I grow 10 years from now and like I'm, I'm learning about biochemistry and stuff now. So just as like an interest so I can get better at this, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe just to do some more, you know, bulletproof products. We get, so we, we get really closer to the edge, but yeah. for right now, I'm staying in our, in our lane and just making sure like our next product's likely to be a sleep tea and uh, the ingredients will be uh, not shocking to people who know what they're talking about, but also like explainable. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about your doing is like, number one, I think you have awesome um, founder product fit. Like this is something you've been doing for a long time and you're, you're making it for others now. Like you've turned it into a business, but it's not something that's new to you, right? Like this part of your life, this is, if, if you didn't run this business, you'd still probably be making that coffee the same way. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I you're, 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 you're very correct. And I think that product founder fit doesn't get talked about enough. It's talked about, but like product market fit for us is, is happening now. It's, it's, it's crazy how right I, I had like assumptions about the type of customers that I thought would like us. And then it's crazy, like the surprises, you know, like I didn't think we'd be a big hit with like Bitcoin people and, and, uh, yeah. uh, engine, but it kind of makes sense. Right. It's kind of like tech bro. -y, like, you know, it's me. And so people like me, there's a lot of people like me. There's a lot of people like you, if you're out there listening to this podcast and you have an idea, there's a lot of people like you just build something that you love. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it's, you know, people can tell when I talk about it too, that I like it, that I get excited about it. Yeah. So like, it's, you can't fake that. And if you just try to, if I was to try to make, Again, like if I tried to make a, a CBD product or something, it's like, it just would come across inauthentic because it's like, right. everyone's doing it. It couldn't just be another one of those. Our products had to be unique. And so I'm proud to say like our stuff's, you know, patented kind of formula that you just can't find, like it's, you can't, I'm sure we'll get ripped off. I hope we get ripped off. That means we're killing it. But like, I, yeah, I true. that like, no, there's no, there's no coffee like ours on the market there isn't like a brand there's been a walgreens brand of our stuff you know right yeah and I, I think there's like there's such a for some reason i see it a lot more now like there is such an attraction to like there's so much fodder out there it's just like just start drop shipping it's like and I, I don't think that when people get into that they understand what they're really entering into is an arbitrage game like you're yeah. really basically saying can i buy the eyeballs and sell those eyeballs and make it work with the cost of goods sold and landed cost of this thing that I'm not really attached to. I don't really care about. Yeah. It's, it's weird, dude, but like, you know, me and you probably are similar in this way that we, we couldn't do that. No, but there are people, it. there are people that can, and I think yes. that's fine. 
Like, I think, I think it's your life and like whatever you are, your goals are as a business owner. Like I yeah. dude, I know I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, bro. There's a million drop shipping kids around yeah. here. And so I know one successful kid, just so good at it. And I mean, he's making like probably 75 K or hundred K a month in profit. And yeah. just like, is like a, a little 20 year old fucking millionaire. And I hate him, but like <laughs> does not get, fucked about his products like i think his products like one of those like teeth whitener things you see on instagram that like a yeah. million exact opposite of what we're talking about and that's cool man like i just yeah. i just don't want to do that you know i i want i'm thinking in decades and i want to build something i'm proud of actually it was funny you know when we were talking about like goals and like what the goal is for like my own business for me it was always like yeah i gotta pay the bills but the most important thing for me about a career is to be able to me and you are at a bar and we just met and you say you know what do you do that I'm proud of it because like I worked at like really cool companies. Like Twitter is a fucking awesome company. And when you say that name, people's eyes do light up. They're like, Oh yeah. wow. This person's not like works there. Five seconds later, when you start talking about, I sell ads, you know, their eyes glaze over. And I realized that their eyes were glazing over because my eyes were glazing over because I was bored and I didn't really wow. believe in myself. But now if you talk to me about new wave, like I'm going to look you dead in the eye and be lit, lit up like Christmas yeah. trees. I, I love what I do. And I really think it as a whole, like long-term loving what you do matters. But I, you know, I think it's up to the person, how you want to run your business. You totally can be a dropshipper if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mean to down it. I mean, it's more like, don't do it just because you want the wealth. Do it if in another yeah. life, you were going to be an investment banker. If you were going to be pro a professional arbitrage dealer, yeah. that's a good match for you. Might as well do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- Hey man, this is this has been great. I think it's been amazingly, amazingly educational. I think people are gonna love it. Um, so, I don't have any more questions. But before we wrap, I mean, feel free to plug. Where where should we follow you? Where should we read more about New Wave? Um, how do, how do people get in touch with Greg? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the website is newwave.co. That's N-O-O-W-A-V-E dot C-O. And uh, if you just want to talk to me, I'm very approachable on Twitter. It's at SFW, like safe for work, Greg. So at SFW, Greg is how you, how you talk to me. And I'm very, very active there. I think that's how we found each other. Yeah, definitely. I, well, I can vouch for how cool of a guy Greg is on Twitter. Definitely reach out to him. Um, thanks, man. This is awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Hey, Rohan here again. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you learned something that you can use right away with your own brand. Make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode, and please leave a rating or a review. It really helps, and I'd love to hear your feedback. Catch up with me at bootstrapbranding.com. Take care. Stay tuned for the next one.